Welcome to Philadelphia Flyers Weekly, your home for Philadelphia Flyers podcasts. WBME Broadcasting. Each week, we'll run down player news and franchise news for the Philadelphia Flyers National Hockey League Club. We'll also feature news from around the NHL and much more. Flyers Weekly starts right now with your host, Chris Smith. Well, good to have you here for week number seven of Flyers Weekly. Flyersweekly at gmail.com is our email address. And Flyers Philadelphia FlyersWeekly.blogspot.com is our home page. Make sure you check those out because we'll have some new features up on the home page this week especially. Uh, with some of the stuff that went down this week, uh, I felt it was uh, probably a good time to uh, have a good rant episode and uh, talk about uh, some things that uh, kind of rubbed me the wrong way a little bit this week. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. And uh, well, hopefully we can get your feedback on that. Uh, of course, flyersweekly at gmail.com is our email address. Uh, so make sure uh, after you hear the episode here, if anything you disagree with, agree with, or whatever, you have any more comments to, uh, to send our way, make sure you send them out. I'd like to hear from you and uh, see what uh, you, uh, the fan, have to also say about some of the stuff that we're going to talk about in this episode. I want to start out right away this week then with uh, Hitchcock's Corner and uh, we'll center on a lot of the things that uh, kind of got me worked up this week and uh, Hitchcock's Corner something we start out with every week here on Flyers Weekly just an inside look at uh, Coach Hitchcock and some of the, the, the comments he's made to the press and things like that this week um, and uh, we'll start out with some uh, comments after the Thrashers game on Friday and some of the issues that went down there and I want to first talk about um, some of the some of the penalty calling within the NHL right now and the referees and uh, what uh, well let, let's talk about let's, let's see what Hitchcock Hitch coach Hitchcock had to say about Friday uh, regarding um, this is post game here and the question was brought up to coach Hitchcock did you feel like you could get out of the game with a win he answers we played really well in the second and we played very sound in the third next question what about the hooking call on Darian Hatcher Hitch's response. Look, what do you want me to say? You know what happens when I say the wrong thing. You know exactly what happened. You know how I feel about that stuff. You know how I feel about going down 5 on 3 with a call like that. You know that stuff, so why bring it up? You know how we feel about the calls and how and, and the non-call on Gagne, and you know how we feel about that. If you saw the press conference, you know Hitch was really upset. Re- I mean, really pissed. I mean, it was... You, you could tell the, the look in his face and... Uh, if you saw the game, why not? I mean, it was something I, I wanted to talk about here for the first segment was the referees and, um, you know, some of the things I think need to be done. And we talked the other week about this being the new NHL and this, you know, there's a lot of new rules. Uh, there's a lot of new uh, penalties. Well, not, not only a lot of new penalties, but there's a lot more. It, it seems like there's been a, a, a lax of, uh, a, a, of rules, should I say. And, uh, Referees are getting away with calling a lot more uh, weak penalties, should we say. And it seems like the NHL, like we saw in Major League Baseball this year, the referees are starting to really dictate the outcome of some of these games. In my opinion, the referees, the umpires, whatever, linesmen, whatever, should never, never have an issue with calling the outcome of some of these games because they're calling weak penalties or because they want to be involved and they 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 want uh they 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 want to determine the outcome. The referees are there to call what they see or what they determine as illegal play, things that you can't do. 
but going up above that and taking that one step further is what I start. Is what I have been seeing. And I've been seeing where some of these referees take it upon themselves to just hand out penalties, weak penalties, which don't really belong in the league. Yeah, like I said, you know, it is the new NHL, and it's going to take some time to learn a lot of these new rules. But from what my standpoint, in the last couple of weeks, this has been kind of all building up, and you kind of saw it happen um, in the Pittsburgh game earlier this week. Some some of these the, the referees have got there's got to be a watchdog in place and there's got to be somebody that are, is going to look at these referees and it's it's a matter of consistency and calling a consistent game a fair game between both teams that didn't happen on Friday in my opinion. Major League Baseball has Quest Tech, and uh, Quest Tech, just, I'm sure you're, most of you probably are familiar with that, but Quest Tech is a system set up in Major League Baseball which, which monitors the umpires calling balls and strikes behind the plate. But there's no, there's no watchdog in place for missed mis- mis- calls in, in Major League Baseball, though. And you saw it happen in the World Series. A.J. Pruszynski uh, takes off after apparently the catcher had, had, had dropped the ball. He gets first base. If you follow baseball, you know what I'm talking about. If not, it was a controversial call. Uh, there were there, there were many other uh, many others that happened in the World Series, and and now we're starting to see something like this happen in the NHL. Of course, we're not at playoff time yet, and a lot of I think uh, a lot of the complaining you're hearing uh, now about the referee about the referees in the NHL is, is something that uh, obviously needs to be looked at. I think from the uh, front office point of view because calling a fair game is what it's going to come down to and calling it fair for both sides. You go back to Friday night against the Thrashers and you look at uh, Bronco Radovojevic was called uh, late in the game for a very weak hooking penalty. Then Darian Hatcher is called behind the net also for a a hooking penalty. Eventually set up uh, a a 5-on-3 which eventually was a 6-on-3 because Atlanta pulled their goalie. And uh, Atlanta ended up scoring two goals to tie it up late in the third. And they ended up, of course, scoring the game winner in overtime. But if it wasn't for those penalties and those weak penalties, and if you saw the penalties, you'll know what I mean. Because especially the one on Darian Hatcher behind the, the Flyers net was very weak. It was really uncalled for. Darian had his stick up a little bit high. He had it around the arms of, of, of an Atlanta forward, and he really didn't obstruct the Atlanta forward's play. He didn't pull him down. He didn't pull his hands off the stick. It, it, it was a weak call. It was a very weak call. Move on. That was the last penalty in, in regulation the Flyers got called for. It's a Darian Hatcher hooking. Darian, Darian goes to the box. Of course, like I said, the, the Thrashers have a 5-on-3. Uh, they make it a 6-on-3. They pull the goaltender, Garnett. Uh, here's what really got me. Simone Gagne, empty net at the other end, has a chance to have a clear breakaway. The Flyers get the puck out of their zone. Simone goes after the puck. He almost has a breakaway. He's brought down by Mark Savard kind of brought down by Savard from the back. Not called. Not called. If he's not brought down by Savard, Gagne has the opportunity to move in there and score an empty net or put the game away. Bottom line, you're going to call Darian Hatcher for a weak hook. You're going to call Bronko Radovojevic for a weak hook late in the game. You're going to call Donald Brashear earlier in the game for a double minor uh, on a hit that he had, a devastating hit on one of the Atlanta Thrashers forwards. You're going to call him, but you're not going to call an obvious takedown by Mark Savard late in the game on Simone Gagne. After Simone Gagne, if he gets away, he has an empty netter, he puts the game away for the for the Flyers. This is, this is what I'm talking about, and... Uh, 
if, 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 if the NHL isn't going to crack down on some of these referees who seem to take it into their own hands to make a uh, make a point or try to play a big uh, difference or a wild card in these games it's going to be problems because like i said the, the new nhl there's nothing wrong with it the play has been great there has i mean it has been very exciting and i think everyone's very happy with some of the changes that the nhl has made except for of course pat quinn and of course when you open your mouth and you're a coach you get fined for it such as pat quinn did but I, I'm I'm very excited with the new NHL. Problem is, you're giving a lot of power to the referees. You're giving a lot of game-making decisions to the referees now because a lot of the hooking and a lot of the everything else, it's such a fine line there that's drawn that you really, really, really got to be careful what you do as a player, especially late in the games. The referees on Friday, one of them was Paul Dvorsky. He's been in the league since 1987. You'd think he'd know better. I, of course, I wasn't at the game. You, you watch it on TV. You see it, you see it on TV. Of course, yeah, it's different. But there's obvi- there was obvious calls and obvious things that were not called. It was not a very fair or, or evenly called game by the referees. I'll put it to you that way. It just wasn't. I think the NHL needs to take some time out and look at this and, and say, hey, look, you know, I think we've... We've definitely improved the product here. We definitely have a better game. It's more exciting. It's more fast-paced. Everything about it is good. But now you have the referees taking it in their own hands. And this is, in my opinion, I think that the referees are taking it in their own own hands to really determine the outcome of some of these games. And they get it in the back of their heads, and they say, look, I can really be a big part of what goes on. Of course, uh, they're not saying this, you know, to themselves, obviously, but in the back of their mind, they know they are now a very big part of what goes on in these games because they can get away with calling weak penalties. It's legal. It's part of the rule book now in the NHL. So if they want to call a weak penalty on a Darian Hatcher or a Bronco Radovojevic, they will. However, nothing wrong with that. It, you you got to make it fair. You got to make it consistent. There's got to be a watchdog in place. So if you're going to do it for the, if you're going to call those penalties against the Flyers, you need to do it against the Thrashers. So when Mark Savard takes down Simone Gagne, that needs to be called. If you're going to call Darian Hatcher for a weak hook, if you're going to call Bronco Radovojevic for a weak hook, if you're going to call Donald Brashear for a double minor earlier in the game, want a clean open ice hit. Bottom line is I think I think the watchdog needs to be put in place. And like we mentioned, Major League Baseball, we saw a lot of it happen over the over the World Series this year. Um, did it have an outcome on the game? Well, sure it did. Did some of the calls in Friday's game have an outcome on the game? It certainly did. It really did. Some of the calls gave the Atlanta Thrashers a 6-1-3. You're going to score goals on a 6-1-3 just the way it is. There's no way you can really defend against a 6-1-3 situation. just isn't going to happen. Of course, there were mistakes made by the Flyers. There's no doubt about that. I mean, the, the game winner was was kind of a mistake. Mike Rathjee, it just seemed like the de- defense, again, Flyer, or the Flyer defense, again, was just kind of caught standing around. And the Thrashers got a beat on, on Mike Rathjee. And... Uh, Michael Hanzus was trailing. They just couldn't. Uh, they just couldn't shut it down. Uh, they got the Mike Rath. He just didn't uh, seem to get. I, I, it looked to me like he just got called maybe a little bit out of position. 
and the uh, well, it was Kolvachuk, Kolvachuk and uh, DeVries uh, just kind of outskated Rathji, and Rathji uh, they gave uh, Rathji gave him the inside line, Kolvachuk, and uh, that was that was it. They beat um, and they beat uh, Robert Esch. So, like I said, there, you know, there wasn't there wasn't that there was mistakes made against the Flyers. Of course, the Flyers made their mistakes. You know, I, you know I'm not going to deny that. The Flyers' penalty killing has been horrendous. Last in the league, of course, uh, Turner Stevenson back this week. That has definitely helped. But Keith Primo has been out, and of course, we talk about Ken Hitchcock trying to mix up the lines a little bit to get a little bit more, um, a little bit more of a chance on the penalty killing, but. Um, Again, it's got to be a, it's got the game has to be called fair. That's first and foremost. Brings me to my next subject. Again, we'll go back to Ken Hitchcock. We'll talk about Wednesday's game against the, the Penguins. We'll talk about some issues there with one Sidney Crosby. Don't get me wrong, Sidney Crosby is one of the most talented players in the game today. That's why there's been such a hype about him. He's awesome. He's great. He's made some awesome plays. We saw we we saw the, the uh, overtime goal, the breakaway overtime goal on Wednesday. It was cool. It was great. It was great to see that. He's a great player. He just got open again. The Flyers' defense and an OT left a lane open. Crosby was there. He got the puck. He moved in on Nidamaki and uh, he scored on the, on the, on Nidamaki on the breakaway. It was great. It was great. Don't get me wrong. I mean, yeah, the Flyers lost, but it was definitely a great play to watch. There's no doubt about it. It's the new NHL. However, the other side of that is it's just amazing to me the way I've seen Sidney Crosby act, the way he's acted, like he's public enemy number one out there on the ice. I don't know where this all started. I know I know it started a couple weeks ago in a Rangers game, a Penguins Rangers game, where he got tied up with somebody. I, I don't remember the exact details there, but I remember hearing about it when the Pens played the Rangers a couple weeks ago. He got an unsportsmanlike penalty for, for for something. Same thing happened on Wednesday. Sidney Crosby, if he's going to be the, the great young player for the NHL, and he is, one thing Sidney Crosby is going to have to realize is when you play in the NHL, you're going to take your hits when you're young like that. You're going to get, you're going to get, you're going to, you're going to take some sticks. That's just the way it is. We looked at Ken Hitchcock. What does Hitchcock have? What does Hitch have to say about it? He had a few words to say about it after Wednesday's game, talking about Sidney Crosby. He's a tremendously gifted and talented athlete. Here, the question was, should he be doing this this stuff, diving? No comment from Hitch. Next question. Why is everyone afraid to take up this issue? Because Christmas is coming up. We have to buy presents. We saw Pat Quinn talk about how he didn't like the new NHL. He got fined. Ken Hitchcock is in the same situation. Could he talk about Sidney Crosby and some of the kind of crybaby or some of the dives that Sidney Crosby's made? Yeah, he sure, he sure could, he could, take, he could. He could take a hit on Crosby. The NHL is going to come right back down and take a hit on him. He's going to find him. You can't open your mouth like that. So he's not going to. Next question. Is this because he's the face of the new NHL? Hitch's reply. I don't know. We were upset about the call in the first period about Yoni. And we'll talk about the, that, that call in a minute. We were upset about that too. 
you know my feeling on diving and putting that type of pressure on referees. I've been saying that for two months. I don't like it. We instruct our players, quite frankly, and it comes from management right through the coaching staff, don't do it. Don't dive. Fight to stay on your feet. And that's just the way, that's just the way I, we do it. I don't know what has been said on the other side, but that's the way we do it. Next question. Did you see the dives last night? This was, uh, this was a Thursday press conference after the Wednesday game. Talking about uh, Sidney Crosby dives. Uh, there was also a, a dive um, that uh, Ray Whitney had, that I think. Question was, did you see the dives last night, Hitch? He says, I saw one of them. I never saw the ones you're talking about, but I did see one of them. And we were all upset about it. The first penalty we took, we were upset with. We didn't think that was a penalty at all. Yeah, we were upset about it. The first penalty came uh, when Yanni Pickinen and Ray Whitney. Apparently, it looked to me like Whitney just got tangled up in Yoni's stick. Things got tangled up. Whitney went down. Yoni was called. He sat for two minutes. Bad penalty. An obvious dive. An obvious fall. Darian Hatcher got in on Sidney Crosby then. Kind of got him in the lip. Looked to me like a dive. Now, there was no penalty. Sidney uh, Crosby apparently needed stitches. They stitched his lip up. It didn't look that bad to me. Later on in the game, Sidney Crosby gets a stick to the chest by one Darian Hatcher. Sidney Crosby goes down. He is called for unsportsmanlike conduct because he mouse off the referees, throws his helmet, things like that. You know what? Sit in the box, Sid. But the problem is, again, the referees have got to call, have got to start warning players like Sidney Crosby if they're going to dive and they're going to fall and they're going to act like babies when they get a high, when they get a stick to the chest. And it was obviously Darian, whether he tried it or not, I don't know. But a good acting performance was put on by Sidney Crosby. Again, like he, got, like he got hit in the face again or something like that. Bottom line, guys have got... To, the referees have got to be responsible for calling. I don't care who it is and whether why Sidney Crosby is getting involved with this stuff and why he's acting the way he is, I have no idea. But I think if Sidney keeps it up, there are plenty of players out there who will continue to try to put him in his place, like we saw Darian Hatcher do on Saturday like on, or, or on Wednesday. Like Saturday night, the rematch, the Flyers and the Pens rematch, And again, it looked like Crosby or Mike Ratchie had got called on Saturday night's game for, for a tripping Crosby when it looked like an obvious dive. Peter Forsberg had some words for, for, for Sidney Crosby after the play, after Rathji, after Rathji was sent to the penalty box. Forsberg's going to mouth off to somebody. You know there's a problem to another player. You, you know there's an issue going on, and there's no doubt about it. Sidney Crosby is starting to play the actor role. And he's starting to act. And he's a good actor, it seems. Because he hasn't gotten, as far as I know, warned for any dives. He's gotten some unsportsmanlike conduct because he's cried a little bit about some of the some of the high sticks or trips or whatever he has. If this is the face of the new NHL, something needs to be done. Because if kids see it, if people see it, uh, Sidney Crosby is going to be the whipping boy for the NHL if, it, if, if something doesn't happen. That's just the bottom line. 
he's going to have to learn in this league that he's going to take a shot. So he is the young phenom. Of course, there are certain players who will be out to get him. That's just the way the league works. That's the way it is. It's hockey. It's a physical game. People are going to try to be putting you into the boards and things like that. That is how it is. You are you're the face of the new NHL, per se. Look, along with that, it's going to go some. It's going to go some physical play. It's just going to happen. But diving and making solid attempts to draw penalties when there really isn't a whole lot going on, there, there would be a weak penalty anyway, is not acceptable. Sean Avery was the first one fined by the NHL for diving. Los Angeles Kings forward. Fined $1,000. Here's how it works. You get warned the first time. The second diving offense, you get fined $1,000. The third, I think it's 2000 um, after that, there's suspensions involved and things like that. So, you know, the question is, again, you know, is it, uh, is, is it because Sidney Crosby is a face of the new NHL and everyone's afraid to put the law down on Sidney Crosby, is afraid to find him, is afraid, they're afraid to warn him? I hope not. We're trying to play a, a fair evenly matched competitive game league here is what we're trying to do there's been so many rule changes it's very important that the league is played fair it's very important that the referees make fair calls on both ends for both sides we didn't see that this week we saw guys like Sidney Crosby taking dives we saw guys like Ray Whitney getting called up and, and Yoni picking and stick and falling down and you see it every game. You see a lot of weak penalties. Yeah, I guess you could say they're legal. But some of the calls have not been very good. Some of the calls have been very weak and uncalled for. And I'm hoping that Gary Bettman and whoever else needs to be, get involved here does. And there is something that, that is... There's some sort of... Watchdog put in a place for these NHL referees. I really think something needs to be done. Again, maybe they're not intentionally doing it, but in the back of their minds, they know they can start calling a lot of different uh, infractions now, and that's what's happening. In my opinion, a lot of uncalled-for penalties are going down. And yeah, I would agree with Pat Quinn. It's, it, is, it is taking away from how the game is played. It's not the same game anymore. I think the Flyers need to play more more physically. We said that the other week, but as soon as they do, this is the kind of stuff that happens. Guys start getting called for hooks, which are weak. Things like that. Sidney Crosby doesn't get called for diving. Doesn't get worn. Gets a slap on the wrist. Sits for two minutes for unsportsmanlike conduct. Come on. But again... It's the new NHL, and I I, I think that uh, a lot of safeties. It's got to be played. It's got to be played fair on an even playing ground, and uh, the referees are going to have to know their limits. Well, enough on that. I'm going to take a quick ID break. We'll come back. We'll look at an injury report for the Flyers, and we'll look at the week in preview. And the Lightning are back. This time they're in Philly and Boston and the Islanders. Take a look at those games coming up. Hang on. 
your home for Philadelphia Flyers and Philadelphia Phillies podcast. WBME Broadcasting, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Now, back to more Flyers Weekly with your host, Chris Smith. Well, good to have you here for week number seven of Flyers Weekly. Flyersweekly at gmail.com. www.philadelphiafliersweekly.blogspot.com is our homepage. And I think I'm going to start doing it. This really has me up in an uproar, this Sidney Crosby thing to start out with. I think uh, the new award this week, and we'll have a little thing on our website about it, the Sidney Crosby Shut Up and Play Award will be awarded to a player or NHL uh whoever each week for opening their mouth for complaining about a call that wasn't made for throwing a temper tantrum it's going to be called the Sidney Crosby just shut up and play award because why does the sport at this point need people complaining carrying on because they don't get a call kind of like what I did the first the whole first half of the show do you really need it? Well, yeah, when things aren't fair. But just because something doesn't go your way, uh, you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll have something up there. This will be the Sidney Crosby Shut Up and Play Award. How about that? Simply because, you know, I'm not no, I'm not jealous about Sidney Crosby that the Flyers don't have him, don't really care. It's the way he conducts himself on the ice. The bottom line is you shouldn't conduct yourself on the ice like that, like the way he has. Like some of the things I've seen, I would never expect a young player to act that way. You don't see Jeff Carter doing that. You don't see Mike Richards acting that way. Why does Sidney Crosby have to act that way? Richards and Carter have gotten their hits. They've gotten they've gotten hit by, they've they've handed them out. They've played like sportsmen in my opinion. Sidney Crosby's gonna have to expect some of that. So keep an eye on the website. We'll have something up there. It'll be the Sidney Crosby Shop and Play Award. They'll go to each week to an NHL player, probably, who either by his actions or by his words complains that he's not getting the calls or complains that whatever. He complains about something. It'll be an interesting thing that we'll, we'll try to do here. Don't get me wrong. Crosby's a great player. I don't really appreciate uh, his sportsman like attitude right now kind of rubs me the wrong way and if he was if he was a flyer I'd, I'd be saying the same thing it just rubs me the wrong way and John Sim had better watch because John Sim has taken some dives that I've seen over the past couple weeks and hopefully he would never get called or warned or anything or fined by, uh, for doing something like that hopefully he won't do it again but you haven't seen John Sim play as much, have as much ice time lately as you have seen in the past might be a very good reason for that he was a healthy scratch on Saturday's game against the Penguins by the way was John Sim couple uh, line updates here uh, Hitchcock is he's going to keep moving lines around because of the penalty killing is, is so bad we talked about some lines that got moved around last week but this week last night in the third period an interesting move by Hitch uh, he actually moved Patrick Sharp to the Carter Umberger line last night and actually Jeff worked out well because Carter ended up opening the scoring in the third period I think with a goal so it worked out well there Bronco Radovojevic who was on that line was moved to the Richards and Hanzus line because John Sim was off last night uh, so it seemed to work out pretty well. I think you're going to see a lot more of this, a lot more shuffling lines right now. Try to figure out um, 
just the right combination, especially for special teams for the penalty killing. Something needs to be done. Your big penalty killers, you know, again, you're talking Turner Stevenson's back now, so he's going to help out a lot. Uh, Primo was probably the biggest penalty killer on the team. He's out. Who knows when he's coming back? So it's been a, it's been a difficult kind of an uproad uphill climb for the Flyers so far as far as that aspect is concerned. Eric Desjardins, uh, he is expected back this week, getting into the injury report here. Desjardins is, 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 is hopefully will be back for Tuesday's game against the Lightning. Um, that will definitely help the penalty killing and, and help the overall defensively having Rico back. Sammy Kapanen, good news here. Uh, torn rotator cuff from where he had surgery and everything. Um, he is actually scheduled to be re-examined on Wednesday, and he may return before his original November 29th return date. So good news there. He was supposed to return November 29th, but maybe earlier now for Sam McCaffinen. Good, Very good news there. Brian Savage actually left la- uh, Saturday night's game against the Penguins in the third period. He did not play the third period at all because of a knee injury. Savage will be uh, reevaluated on Monday. Brian Savage has gotten, I think, more chances than anybody else on the Flyers team, but yet I don't think he's scored a goal yet. And if he if he has scored a goal, has, I mean, he has he only has one. So I mean, Brian Savage definitely an offensive asset there. He's done a great job this year. He's really gotten in there and, and made some chances for himself. He just hasn't been able to get the puck around. It'll happen for him, but uh, hopefully he's okay again. Like he like I said, he left. Uh, he did not play the third period in uh, Saturday's game against the, the Penguins because of a a, a knee injury. So we'll see what happens there. Keith Primo, of course, still out with a concussion and uh, no updates there. I don't know what's going to happen with Keith Primo. Um, I had heard varied reports that uh, December, j- after the new year, it won't be till January. Who knows when? Again, when, when you get three, four, or five concussions into your career, things just take time to, to rebound from. And uh, Keith has had many of them, as you know. And um, hopefully, hopefully he'll be able to recover from this one. Uh, doesn't look good right now, though. Looking at the weekend preview, the Tampa Bay Lightning, another rematch of the Eastern Conference Finals from from the last season, from the 0304 season. Uh, so um, look for more of the same. Like we saw, I mean, the Flyers did not play a very good game on Monday. When when they were down in Florida, it was not a very physical game. They got worn down by the Lightning. Vinny Prosper was just out of hand. I mean, he was all over the place. He scored like a hat trick, I think. Uh, so you have to look out for guys like that. Uh, of course, Vinny Prosper and uh, just it, it, it's it, the Flyers are going to play a little bit better physically against the uh, against the Tampa Bay Lightning. All the Lightning, you know, aren't dominating uh, their division this year, like we talked about. They showed us on Monday they are still a very, very good team and a very good team to be reckoned with. Um, who was the goaltender on Monday? I believe John Graham, I believe, uh, stopped, uh, did a pretty good job for the Lightning. Uh, so, again, he will probably, probably again, be back in goal for the, uh, for the Lightning when, uh, when they come to town on Tuesday. And uh, you know, again, it's just the Flyers is a team that the Flyers need to need to be able to beat. They need to be able to uh, overcome. And um, this is the type of team that I think the Flyers are going to see for the rest of the year. Pittsburgh has been struggling. You need to beat Pittsburgh every chance you can. Um, you know, teams like that. You know, Boston coming in. Boston's been struggling. Those are the types of teams you got to beat. But Tampa Bay, Atlanta, you're going to see. You know, as a Flyers schedule moves on here, and and through December and January, you're going to see more teams like that. 
and teams which aren't aren't going to give you an inch. They they just aren't. There's Calgary coming up in December. Um, Buffalo's been playing well. Ottawa again. Um, at uh, Carolina is also coming up in December. Uh, so there's some teams coming up here which again aren't going to give you an inch. They're not going to give you anything. So teams like uh, Boston, who is struggling right now, I think Boston, as of uh, this weekend, has lost five straight. So it's a good time to take advantage of them. Uh, the Flyers will be in Boston on Friday, November 25th, and then they um, they're back home. They host the uh, the Islanders on set on Saturday, the, the November 26th. Islanders right now, as of as of today, which is Sunday. Um, The Islanders have won three or four. Rick DiPietro has been very good in goal. DiPietro has faced a lot of shots. Uh, He's faced something like uh, 530-some shots. It's like second in the league. Uh, So he's been saving a lot of shots. Um, Of course, his goals against average is up over three. It's going to happen. But he's been very good for the Islanders. The Islanders have been giving teams a lot of shots, but DiPietro has been there. He's been very good. He's been very, very, very solid for the uh, for the Islanders this year. Uh, the Flyers are going to face him on Saturday. Of course, uh, you got Satan, you got uh, Yashin, you got the whole cast of characters you're going to have to watch out for. These guys are playing well. Uh, it's like we said last time. And you know when the, when the Islanders. Uh, when the Flyers played the Islanders last last time, uh, there's uh, there's a whole a whole cast of characters. With the Islanders, there's Speed, there's Kavasha. Of course, you mentioned uh, Yashin and, and Satan. I, they were a line at one point, but uh, this guy's got speed. They're 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 crafty with a puck. You got to be careful for them, and and they're getting hot. They're kind of on fire right now. Got a good goaltender in and Pietro. If he's in net on Saturday, look out. It'll be uh, it'll be an interesting game. It'll be a good game. Put it to you that way. So the Flyers have their work cut out for them uh, this week. And again, good news uh, as far as Sammy Kapanen looks like looks like he'll be back soon, and uh, Eric Desjardins will be back soon. Hopefully, get that uh, penalty killing unit out of the cellar in the league and uh, try to improve on that a little bit. Well, that'll do it for this edition of Flyers Weekly. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week for another edition. And uh, don't forget, flyersweekly at gmail.com. And uh, make sure to check out our website. It's uh, philadelphiaflyersweekly.blogspot.com. And look for our Sidney Crosby Shut Up and Play Award this week. We'll get a little thing up there on that. All right, we'll see you next week. You've been listening to Flyers Weekly on WPME Broadcasting, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Make sure to join us next week for another edition of Flyers Weekly. And make sure to join us online at philadelphiaflyersweekly.blogspot.com. And make sure to send us your emails at flyersweekly at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week.